This is Fusebox number 133, Lab Work. And you may want to take another look at that thing in the Petri dish. Yeah, it seems a lot more purple than before. It has more horns and whatever those things are, too. Yeah. A gracious good day to you, friends, and uh, welcome in to Fusebox, number 133, quizzically called Lab Work, and uh, that is exactly what we're going to do, and uh, what we have on tap for this edition of the program. Some breaking news from the world of science, as uh, well as a look at that DNA screening thing. Is this just the latest chemical con job? Well, I'm your chemically treated to withstand mold and mildew host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, drinking coffee from a Florence flask, the always UL-approved for safety, Milk Canes, everybody. Thank you, Kindly. You, uh... You think Florence gets any royalties from having a flask named after her? I mean, uh... <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'd go out on a limb right now, and I'd just say no. Why's it called that? I mean, if it has to do with her shape, then somebody's going to get their clock clean. That's a good point. No, no, it's, uh, it's actually said to have been uh, named after Florence, Italy. What? Really? Yeah, that's, that's the word as I hear it. Yes, friends, the uh, Florence flask, the item of which we speak. You've seen them. It's that the glass flask uh, that you usually see in lab scenes, you know, boiling away on a ring stand somewhere. Has a long tapered neck and a real bulbous bottom, which is uh, designed specifically to uh, boil liquids. You see there? This is what makes this show so damn great. Look at the shit you learn here. Exactly. And we should be moving this program to PBS or something, you know? You think our listener would find us? Oh, she's very resourceful. <laughs> uh, well, uh, turning to uh, holidays and all of that stuff, uh, did you enjoy the uh, Thanksgiving break? Mr. Kane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcy and I uh, stayed away from relatives this time out, so there there was no need for SWAT teams or hazmat protocols this time out. <laughs> very, very glad to hear that. It's uh, it's already quite combustible out there. Yeah, you right. Well, keeping in the uh, spirit of the holiday season, or, or is that uh, spirits? I don't know. We have this unique news item. I, I think you will be intrigued by this one, Mr. Keynes. Well, I'm all ears. Yes, the headline reads, Employees of liquor companies say office culture made them stumbling drunk. Okay, you got my attention. <laughs> Pernod Ricard, a French company that makes popular spirits like the uh, anise-flavored pastis aperitif, has been accused by a growing number of former and current employees of fostering an inhospitable office drinking culture that pressured workers into getting drunk on the job. 
Are they still hiring? <laughs> According to The Guardian, a former member of the sales team took Pernod Ricard to court in September, alleging that they had become ill from the excessive drinking. Now, other employees have since come forward supporting those claims, including one woman who uh, told Les Parisiens that drinking in the office was expected at lunchtime, during and after meetings with clients, and each evening. The uh, level of alcohol consumption, she says, caused her to hallucinate. (laughs) (laughs) Quoting now, It's the company's culture. If you say no, you're not very well regarded, she said. Multiple former employees allege driving home drunk from work, posing a danger to themselves and others. Pernod Ricard has uh, denied these claims and says that each employee's level of drinking is a personal choice. Quoting here, There is no culture of alcohol, no order, no incitement in any form to drink, said one spokesperson for the company. The court will rule on the case at the end of November. Man, now now that's a problem to have. I suppose, but, you know, you you can see the dangers there, right? Yeah, I do. You have to drink all those pink Tinkerbells or whatever the thing is you drink all the time. You know, I'd be inclined to call foul, too. Green fairy. It's green fairy. Useless. Well, well, you're correct on, on one count, Mr. Keynes. The uh, Perno Company uh, does make an absinthe-like uh, aperitif, and so it definitely could uh, compromise your uh, uh, efficiency, I'd reckon. Said the, the court will rule at the end of the month. Do we know how that turned out? Because uh, it's December. Yeah, no word <laughs> as of uh, at least the time we're recording this, but... Uh, We'll stay on that. Yeah, they're just too hammered to report it. And when we return, is that trendy DNA testing thing just another chemical con job? We'll drill down and see. We can now proceed with the next part of our plan. Fuseboxshow.com. So, have you ever been tempted to get one of those, uh, you know, uh, handy mail-away DNA tests done to see from where you might originate? Hell no. Be just another way to get stamped and indexed and logged into some goddamn database somewhere. Well, you are correct there, sir. That's uh, one aspect of this that we will get into. But for those uh, not familiar with outfits like 23andMe and Ancestry DNA, these are companies uh, where, for a nominal fee, they will send you a test kit that includes, uh, usually, a little swab-like device or something similar that you can take a sample of saliva from the, the inside of your mouth and then send the aforementioned sample back to them in their handy-dandy mailer and uh, await the return 
of your glorious results. Yeah, then they tell you you're related to Alexander the Great or some shit, right? Well, in one aspect anyway, uh, they will, if they can, uh, disclose your nationalities. Uh, as we know, well, some of us know. Some still think their precious bodily fluids are from one undiluted source and not from the four corners of the globe. Now, wait a minute there, Mr. Wizard. Can a globe have corners? Oh, but with the proper science... Science! Anything is possible. As we know, Mr. Keynes, even committing bribery and extortion to rig an election is okay with some folks, you know? So sure, a sphere can have corners. Just look at the transcript. I digress. So, you send this little marvel back to the folks at the uh, DNA lab, and in a few days, weeks, or whatever, they send you back a uh, printout with all your various lineages uh, graphed and detailed for your perusal there. Sorry. Sounds like a scam to me. How do I actually know these results are real? M maybe they got mine mixed up with a Boston Terrier's. <laughs> Well, you know what, though? In that fact, I think they actually could tell pretty quick. I mean, if it was the sample was coming from a canine as opposed to a human, I would hope so anyway. But your concerns are not unfounded, Mr. Keynes. Allow me to elaborate. Carry on. Evidently, in 2010, the U.S. Government Accountability Office published an investigative report that bashed consumer DNA test companies for misleading the public. It accused them of deceptively claiming their products could predict the odds of developing more than a dozen medical conditions. Some even went so far as to uh, offer equally dubious dietary supplements. <laughs> Imagine, is this starting to sound like a network marketing con job right here? All right. The report had followed a similar lambasting of the industry by the GAO in 2006. Also in 2010, the FDA publicly warned 23andMe and uh, other companies that genetic health tests were considered medical devices and needed to be cleared by the FDA before they could be sold to the public. Three years later, following a, a lack of response from 23andMe, <laughs> <laughs> the agency took the harsh step of temporarily banning 23andMe from selling its health-related tests at all. See, that's the other thing that they were claiming is that by doing these novelty tests, you, friends, could predict the future. Yes, that's right. And another somewhat sleazy claim was uh, that these tests uh, would be able to determine potential disease maladies and uh, give you a heads up and sell some nice products on the side. Fucking liars. <laughs> yes, but and also, despite these hurdles, the DNA testing industry has nonetheless exploded. According to a report by uh, MIT Technology Review this past February, more than 26 million people have had their DNA tested by the biggest names in the industry, with Ancestry DNA, 23andMe, and MyHeritage being 
the top three uh, used. The folks at, at Gizmodo once illustrated, even relying on these DNA tests to figure out uh, your ancestry, it's kind of a dicey proposition. At best, you're roughly estimating where your recent ancestors lived. <laughs> but you got to understand this. The estimate can vary widely depending upon which company does the testing. Why? Because they're all using different algorithms. And the farther away your particular lineage is from Europe, the less accurate these tests will be for you, thanks to the fact that the algorithms, as well as the research linking genes to our health, are largely based on DNA, here it is, of white Americans and Europeans. Yeah, big surprise. I'm sure that database is just lousy with vanilla people. <laughs> Seems to be the case. And uh, as you were pointing out earlier, Mr. Keynes, health and uh, ancestry aside... Sharing your DNA with the outside world can have um, unintended consequences. Now, law enforcement agencies are now using uh, genealogy databases to solve criminal cases by connecting anonymous crime scene DNA to DNA submitted to these uh, family tree companies. Now, they're, they're working backward through distant relatives to identify their uh, suspect. Now, some of these people may be fine with this uh, genetic uh, sleuthing, as it's called, but uh, there are no clear rules on uh, how this data can be used by law enforcement. There's uh, merely the promise by private companies that they will share responsibly. Right. Like, I'm going to trust these people with my DNA stuff? <laughs> Hell no, Facebook is more secure. <laughs> well, and to that point, this November, police in Florida obtained a warrant to search through a uh, third-party genealogy database just months after the service had enforced a new opt-in policy meant to let users decide if they wanted their data to be searchable by police uh, in these cases. Now, companies like 23andMe rely on detecting thousands of genetic markers. And of course, that's still only a little tiny slice of our DNA, but the technology that allows a person's entire genome to be sequenced has vastly improved, scaling down its costs and upkeep uh, actually over the past decade. Uh, these techniques can uh, scan a person's whole genome as well as the smaller part of the genome that codes for the proteins uh, our body's cells make, called the exome. And uh, in 2010, for instance, the company Illumina initially offered its whole genome sequencing at $50,000 a person. This year, uh, Veritas dropped the price of its service to only $600 and says it may soon charge as little as a hundred bucks. Great. Maybe they'll have a two-for-one sale or a, a Black Friday sale. Maybe a Cyber Monday. Hmm? So, th th the deal is complicated. Do we want our DNA reconciled with some monolith database somewhere that could be, you know, mined for? Let's face it. Unscrupulous intentions run rampant. Now, the law enforcement thing is actually a good use of this information, but uh, 
as we can see with other good intentions in our world today, there have to be some ironclad controls on who gets access and uh, when. Well, I'd vote no. I get the law enforcement angle. Really, man, I do. But hey, they can't secure your damn credit card info, let alone your (laughs) DNA results. Well, I'd I'd just be thinking twice about uh, doing this sort of thing myself. There's just too many uncharted pathways in this deal to uh, trust it right now anyway. So, friends, buyer beware is uh, good advice here, I'd say. Now, next, do you like tasty paste? Well, you can make a rich, delicious paste in the bottom of a big glass. Tasty paste is mighty gross, too, because it's filled with all the food values in paste. Get a jar of nourishing paste from your grocer and enjoy tasty paste right in your own kitchen. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. And we're back. Um, now this one, this this thing here, this is going to have you scratching your head a bit. Uh, is it about the giant head lice aliens? Uh, no, not that, Mr. Keynes, but it does uh, most assuredly uh, involve space and maybe everything we think we knew. Because everything we think we knew could now just be plain poop. That's right. Thanks so much to our buddy Kevin for alerting me to this thing. Uh, this is a, uh, a a very potential game changer, as they say, friends. So uh, as far as current ideas uh, about things in our universe is concerned, the uh, common notion is that everything is held together or pushed apart by uh, four fundamental forces. Uh, gravity, electromagnetism, and uh, two nuclear Uh, interactions. Now, scientists have uh, arrived at this conclusion based on uh, the research that, uh, up till now, has shown that these uh, aforementioned forces are not, quote, reducible to more basic interactions between particles, meaning that these forces, uh, gravity, electromagnetism, etc., do not seem to be modified or changed or distilled down in some other way than their uh, core forces uh, relate to. Kind of. Well, anyway, uh, enter scientists from uh, Hungary's Atomki Nuclear Research Institute. They now believe that they may have found substantial evidence for a possible fifth physical force. Uh, they've spotted the actions of what they're calling a fifth physical force emerging from a helium atom. So apparently the researchers uh, claim to have first glimpsed this uh, force at work in uh, 2015 while studying the light emitted during the radioactive decay of beryllium-8, which is uh, evidently classified as an unstable isotope. But now the same team has seen a second example of this mysterious force at play. Now, the previous uh, 2015 study found that when uh, firing protons at isotope lithium-7, which uh, evidently creates beryllium-8, the subsequent decay of the particles 
did not produce exactly the expected light emissions. Are you following this? Wow, is there gonna be a quiz? It, maybe. If the light being emitted is energetic enough, it transforms into uh, an electron and a positron, which push away from one another at a predictable angle, one they've measured in the past. Instead, scientists found the electrons and positrons were frequently pushing away from each other at exactly 140 degrees. Researchers suggested a whole new particle could be responsible for this anomaly. And its uh, characteristics suggested that it had to be a completely new kind of fundamental boson, a particle that can carry forces. So while the original 2015 experiment was accepted in the uh, journal Physical Review Letters, the, uh, this latest study is uh, yet to be peer-reviewed. But if that particle's existence is confirmed, then uh, physicists will just have to reassess the interactions of the existing four fundamental forces and make way for a fifth. Okay, I got a major brain bake here. So, uh, so now what? We, we have a new force of nature? And it's, n it's not just Bernie Sanders on a flaming snowmobile. Yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it would appear. It, it's a little, it is a little thick to wade through, but a, uh, a particle that displays a force not defined as yet really could alter physics in a pretty substantial way. I mean, it's, it's a, it would be a sense tantamount to a, a new natural law that no one had uh, ever seen before or identified or even knew existed. Which, to be honest, is probably par for the course, huh? There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than I dreamt of in our philosophy. Got that right. Hey, hey, how about the law of the other way round? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take one of those damn USB thumb drives. I guarantee you that the first way you try to plug it in will be wrong. Always. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see, I see. Right? No matter how many times you think you've got it sorted out, it's always the other way around. You know what? Perhaps that's actually two phenomena happening there, Mr. Keynes. The law of the uh, other way round and a severe hangover. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. We may just have cracked another mystery of science. Science! Could be a Nobel Prize in it. True that, my friend. True that. And uh, with that, we will grab our beakers and our Florence... Oh, no, no, sorry, my dear. Our Florence flasks. Flasks. You see and uh, waddle on down the hill, but not before thanking our uh, contributors on this edition of Fusebox, the great and powerful Fernandinendi Lemur, Nico Lane, and Jeff Pollard for making this a very informative and, dare we say, educational program. And uh, thanks are in order, as always, to the uh, Minister of Meters himself, Milt Kane. Thank you kindly. Yeah, I feel so much smarter. Well, I'm sure one or nine of your Chernobyl martinis will get you right back to normal in no time. 
And of course, thanks to you, friends, for pushing play on this installment of the show. We do so, and for real, appreciate you uh, sharing your time with us here in this uh, lonely aluminum box. Well, we're not totally alone. There's that thing in the Petri dish, I guess. What? 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 Looks like it's got a few more botanicals. Whatever. Yeah. What are those things there? I'd also love to remind you that uh, we are now entering the season of uh, giving, and uh, whether that be to a friend or loved one or hell, yourself, please stop by the Fusebox store and check it out. It can easily be found at thefuseboxshow.com. And uh, then just clicking that little shopping tab. Or, should you be loitering around the uh, Facebook page of ours, go ahead and click the Shop Now button up at the masthead there. And even but also, located right down there in the show notes is a little Fusebox store link. Just go ahead and click it and be rapturously uh, whisked away to the aforementioned storefront for all manner of fuse box trinkets and baubles will be found to amuse one and all. We assure you. And it has the good lousekeeping seal of approval. I have been your custodian of misbegotten gains, host Mark Rowe, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse box.